And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear here news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. Uh, well, we're finally and uh, rather reluctantly moving on from the great work of Roger Gregg to another avenue of excellent audio work. Uh, this is from our friends in Dry Smoke and Whispers out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, now, I played an episode from theirs back in, uh, well, it was a few months ago, uh, part two of the Shadow Man series, and enjoyed a really positive response from listeners. And I uh, hope that you will be excited, as I am, to welcome them back with an entire miniseries I'll be running for the next three weeks called Murder on the Huddleston Ferry. Now, uh, this is a sequel or a uh, second part of three trilogies with the same top-notch production and engaging storyline of intergalactic intrigue following the Shadowman series, uh, we visit a luxury space liner with uh, many forces colliding in a deadly set of mysteries. Uh, we also welcome back the telepathic detective Emil Song and the Professor for part one of Murder on the Huddleston Ferry. Hope you enjoy. I'm Emil Song, special detective, an often unsanctioned warrior for justice in the ever more corrupt capital of a galactic civilization. I'm an outcast, a telepath, my only edge, as I battle for truth through spiderweb veils of dry smoke and whispers. The galaxy was a dry season savanna waiting for a lightning bolt. Solarium was the spark and the fuel. And Professor Henchard and I were the focal point of the magnifying lens as we came under the scrutiny of the most dangerous organizations in the galaxy. About to become bait, target, and decoy, we would pass through doors of fog to walk corridors of blood. Booking passage for murder on the Huddleston Ferry. It's been a while since we used the stam. Well, I pulled a few strings and we'll dock in a private bay on board the Huddleston Ferry. Song, what's to stop Kirik and the Sons of the Assigned from killing us before we reach Kayambudana? Well, damage control. Because of Vorga's intervention, they... They don't know how or why you infiltrated the catacombs. And knowing you're involved, they know I'm involved. They'll want to interrogate further before they kill. This is truly the most dangerous case we've ever stumbled into. Well, how do we take on a cult and an empire and hope to stay alive, much less find Anmar and Mayana? Well, sometimes, Professor, you've got to not think. And just do. And let the mysteries wrangle out the rest. Too true. Those who fail to oppose tyranny shall live under its boot heel. (laughs) 
The Great Wasteland, Coimet. Blue and green flames like St. Elmo's fire flicker up and down the tortured remains of the old capital, destroyed in the last galactic war by a secret weapon of untold power. On a black promontory, underworld kingpin Marcori Diedwick, flanked by a mercenary team of guardian droids and Kyrick Elion, find themselves at odds over the agenda of the conspiracies they have set in motion. I see now, Elion, that you take with one hand, and then you take with the other hand as well. I find it interesting. Your bodyguard tonight consists of Naljaporian troids, many of the House of Kolovar. Have they forgotten your part in their exile? They have not, nor I. They may hate me for what I have done, and rightly so. But they hate you still more. For they know now, you are the source. If you do not meet our demands, all your secrets will be revealed. How the suns can be so many places at once. The true source of your power and influence. The secret you stole from me, and for which you will now pay. I see you need a lesson. The commander of the Naljapurian bodyguard, Farkir, took quick aim and fired directly at Kirik Elion. All giver, Avengers. But at a word of power from Kirik, the deadly bolt exploded into harmless pinwheels. <laughs> and with another word, Golan a blue fork of lightning flashed forth from Kirik and struck not Farkir or even Deedwick, but instead hit and threw against a cliffside with deadly force a tall Naljapuri standing at the back of the guard, Mavrapur, eldest brother to four of the attending bodyguards. What have you done to me? You have been marked. 
<laughs> a slayer now follows you. You must perform one absolutely selfless act, or two full moons from now, you die. The sun was just arcing over the huge horizon of Coimet. And there was the Huddleston Ferry. A sleek, arrow-shaped command wing at the front curved down to the Calabash Pipe Solarium Drive, which in turn was connected train fashion to 11 bell-shaped passenger orbs with center rings of amber diamond windows. docked without incident in one of the huge cargo bays of the Huddleston Ferry. An old friend and colleague, Anton Jorda, greeted us as we disembarked. Anton was a fellow telepath, and we discussed the danger we would soon face mind to mind before making introductions. The way is made. Three opposing forces join us. This will not be a peaceful passage. Big surprise. Received your warning. Scan the entire Huddleston for bombs. Uh, so far, nothing. Which doesn't rule out someone planting one during the voyage. Professor, I'd like you to meet Anton Jorda, one of the finest covert operations agents in the Quintocracy. <laughs> Even Kirik Elion would. We're under attack! Hit the deck! <laughs> Anton and I hunkered down behind the stand, covering the professor. Blinding amber flashes accompanied the explosions in the bay. I leaned out from the stand, fired up at the lights. Unauthorized weapon usage in 7G. Security to 7G. Cargo bay decontamination protocol on standby mode. Decontamination protocol? Oh, Aces, this was supposed to be a secret meeting. Oh, Song, my apologies. It's a new program they just put in the base that eradicates space debris that floats in with new arrivals. <laughs> they, they briefed me and it, it slipped my mind what with Deedwick, the Sons, and the Troids. Deedwick? The Sons? The Troids? Oh, my. <laughs> Forgot about the debris program. Thought we were under attack. Security unit, stand down. Anton, this is not like you. 
Mr. Efficiency. Hey, gentlemen, Andrea Volyashe, Security Commander. Andrea, you might as well know, this is Emil Song and his partner, Professor Doric Henshard. They will be with us till K. Ambudana. My apologies, Mr. Song. These are large bays. And these days, you have to come in expecting the worst. I expect nothing less. Welcome aboard. I follow your adventures with great interest. May I say, with all that's going on right now, the two of you are clearly among the few that are fighting the true good fight. Well, I take that as a high compliment. From one who saw service in the battle for Nal Jipur. How did you know that? Speaking of Naljapur, allow me to express my deepest sympathies for what happened to your homeworld. Its invasion was absolutely unjustified. Know that there are those on this side of the Quintocracy who are working to see its return to its lawful rulers. Thank you, Mr. Sun. It is so rare to meet anyone who truly understands our situation. We know our beloved Sultan is dead, targeted in the battle. But it's said his daughter, the Dajarina, has survived, and several of the royal court, living in exile but working for the emancipation of Najapur, to the return of the Dajarina. Excuse me, gentlemen. What? Troits? On the Huddleston? Hold them there. I'm on my way. Captain, uh, could I, uh, could I be of assistance? I've, I've had some experience with the Troidestia. I would be honored, but know this. I have precious little sympathy for these latter-day mercenary terrorists. Detail! Arrival gate 16! Double time! On Naljapur, it goes against our deepest beliefs to defile the human body with any mechanical device. Not even as medicine. To us, it is an obscenity before the Allgiver. song meet at the academy those were wild days since you know song's abilities imagine your typical just out of college military cadet roughnecks but with telepathic and telekinetic abilities <laughs> there were some pompous professors who rude the day they met song and shodan uh, we were inseparable <laughs> i think incorrigible would be the word uh, but, uh, Anton, what's our modus operandi, now that we're on board? Oh, Professor, did you know your book, Modus Operandi of Ancient Weaponry, is required reading at the CCO? <laughs> I'd like you to sign my copy. I still have my original from the Academy. Oh, my pleasure. Ah, but in answer to your question, Song has asked me to bodyguard you at all times. Your stateroom has safeguards that both Song and myself have prepared. You should stay there, or in... 
very public places. Well, I don't really want to be penned in my stateroom the whole trip. Then let's survey all our enemies from the most public spot on board. The red bar in the anti-gravity room. Excellent suggestion. I don't know who was more shocked, Andrea or me, as we took stock of the Troids before us and saw that they were dressed in the fashion of royalty and military of Nal Shapur. All Andrea could assume was that a band of mechanized punks were deliberately, and with malice aforethought, sacrilegiously insulting her homeworld. What mockery is this? All weapons to bear. Basalakirs, defend! No, 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 Commander, wait. You, you don't understand. Understand? These mechanoids are dressed as Naljapurian royalty. They were sacred icons and mocked the speech of my homeworld. This insult cannot be borne. And they come armed onto a tourist ship. No doubt you deliberately invoke more prejudice against my people. Hear me, Troids. Disarm now, or we will disarm you forever. took pride in knowing most of what took place in the capital, but that survivors of the Battle of Naljapur should choose to become Troids threw me out of reckoning. But fate was on my side, for one of the survivors was known to me, and I to him. Troidara, stand down your weapons, now! Andrea, you don't realize to whom you speak. Jarina, she is one of our own. She is in shock at what we have become. And I know the man who is with her. He too is not our enemy. This All giver. He was the one. Daja. Uh, Troidara, I, I... I apologize. Security, stand down. Commander Voriace, these are trides. All they know is killing. You never lower weapons in a fight with these... These scrap heap refugees. <laughs> Stand down now, all of you! Trust me in this, and say no more words of folly. There have been too many things said in anger today. A moment of peace descended, but this was only the gathering of clouds before the coming storm. In other parts of the great ship, thunderheads of human emotion were forming. And when the bolts were loosed, some would shine forth as great heroism, but others, would strike with the consequences of tragedy. I see it in your eyes. You would almost prefer that we be dead. Our beliefs through... Dajarina, I have prayed to the old giver with tears in my eyes at night that you should still live despite all. But now, I ask, by all we hold sacred, at what price survival? This was not only for ourselves. Unbelievably powerful enemies have enslaved Naljapur. All of us were injured, to the death. None of us would have survived without the surgery that made us thus. But understand, we carry secrets of state. It is quite possible that only we, and there are only twelve of the royal line left alive, hold the keys that will eventually emancipate our home world. 
Song tells me that you fought valiantly in the battle. I fought with honor, but it was not enough. The resources of our enemies. For my part, you are at freedom on the Huddleston. But any violence and this will be suspended. I do this in memory of the battle. But I fear the path you have chosen. You should know my husband was killed by Troids. They are mercenaries who hire to our enemies. And I pray to the Allgiver, I pray, Dajarina, that fate does not place us on opposite sides in the conflicts to come. In an isolated maintenance bay, two Naljaporian troids grieve for the brother taken from them in the Great Waste. Dewan Kolovar, once a scholar and a man of peace, seeks revenge for his loss. I invoke the blood for blood! I plead for this privileged brother. Though I was always a man of books, did I not fight beside you in the battle for Akir and prove myself even to you, Brigadar of the Resistance? So you did, my brother. This is not about respect. This is about ability. You wish to kill Kirik Anian, a man of power and the leader of the Sons of the Assigned. Well, one, you have no conception of the evil of he who you place yourself against. The Allgiver will give me the power. Mavropor, our eldest, was murdered for the wanton slaughter of it. He who was the best of all of us. And were it not for our sister Tristina, he would have been left as carrion for the Banshees in the Great Waste untrived and left to wander without the rites of light. To avenge Marapur, and for the honor of House Kolovar, I can do this. I will do this! You were always close. May Marapur guide your avenging hand and heart. But my heart is not at peace with this decision. The Anti-Gravity Room, a huge, spherical ballroom. The front half is a crystal window lattice work, overlooking the engine wing and the aurora-shimmering solarium drive. Levitating brass lifts bus tourists to the floating tables. Burnished copper drink caddies serve the tables from the red bar at the very center of the room. My name is Jill. What do the gentlemen prefer tonight? Uh, uh, two uh, tanners, right? Capital. Oh, Professor, before I forget, my book. Just a pocket hardback, but if you'd grace it with a signature. I ask forgiveness for interrupting your business, but I. I feel strange forces surrounding you. Are you not of the Naknyan, of the temple planet Lan Kual? You have spent time there. I see it in your eyes. Two years you spent there on the monastery peak, in the fields of endurance. You are both in danger here. One comes who shall unveil the spirit divided. I must go. Professor, you and your two friends must leave. Well, 
may be a Nakamayan, but he can't count. Those are wise older men. I think we'd better go. But before they can rise, an eerie cloud of blue mist forms beside their table. And out of the fog appears the man they most fear meeting. Kirik Elion. No need. Remain. Let us raise a glass to the Academy, to all things covert, to the completion of things begun. Professor, long life, good health. Don't move. I have a nerve pistol aimed at your heart. <laughs> if you find it, fire away. No one can see or hear me but you and the professor. And one other, who will be our floor show tonight. <laughs> ah, the modus operandi of ancient weaponry. <laughs> Ironically appropriate. Perhaps I'll add a new chapter to your book. Here you are. At the far end of the anti-gravity room, a single troid on an anti-gravity platform takes aim at Kirik Elion. A foolish Dewan Kolovar has decided to invoke sanction against his enemy, alone. Kirik Elion, unjust slayer of my brother Mavrapur, I invoke sanction against you and demand the duel of retribution. He used my name. That was unwise. Defend yourself! As you so desire. A shimmering sphere formed around the levitating form of Dewan Kolovar. And then... It was as if a star started to shine behind it. This became blinding white light pulsing with the internal rhythm of the Solarian Drive. I can't fire! Dewan tried to fire, but too late. His systems failed in the intense heat, and then he was consumed. Join us next time for part two of Murder on the Huddleston Ferry. Dry Smoke and Whispers Holodio Theater is a production of Transdimensional Media and is copyright 1980 and 2004. Original audio play by Gerald McQuinn. Featured in this episode were Mark Hamoyun as Farkir, David Loftus as Mavrapur and Shen Gazay, Sam A. Mowry as The Shadow Man, Chris Porter as Anton Jordan, 
and Odratheus, Jan Powell as Kalal, Eric Newsom as Kirik Elion, and Jake, Daria Ruggles as Andrea and Tristina, and Mark Tui as Dawan and Lieutenant Marks. Additional voice characterizations by Holly Neuenschwander, Susan Zeitland, and Mark Rose. Original music by Kyle Gauss. Sound design by Zarin Loudly. Find out more at drysmoke.com. For QBS, this is Drake Hannaby, signing off from This Dimensionality. And again, that was the first episode of Dry Smoke and Whispers, Murder on the Huddleston Ferry. We'll be uh, continuing that series for two more weeks here on the show. And if you can't wait that long, I uh, don't blame you. Head to www.drysmoke.com. You can hear some more of their work and also check out a really out-of-this-world website. Of course, you can always check out our blog and podcast, www.radiodramarevival.com. You can download previous episodes there, subscribe to the podcast, read up on audio theater news reviews and discussion. And also, uh, if you really want to, find us on the iTunes store. Do a search for Radio Drama Revival. That wraps it up for this show. Uh, Until next week, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.